Hey buddies, Lucas here. One half of the Earbuds podcast to give you some quick but exciting news. Brett and I have been having so much fun doing this podcast, having friends on to share some of their favorite music and revisiting albums we love and sometimes hate. But there's so much new music coming out every week and we'd love to listen to and talk about all of these new records, but we have such a long backlog of albums we want to review on the podcast that we simply, we're just never going to get to these new records. So... With that in mind, we decided to expand our scope a little bit and launch a Twitch channel where we'll host live stream listening parties every Friday and do a live review and conversation. We'll answer some of your questions in the chats and we'll get you guys, our listeners, our buddies, more involved. Uh, we'll also take clips of our live stream and share those on our YouTube channel as well as take our quick like, 15-20 minute reviews at the end of every live stream and post them as mini podcast episodes, which we're going to be calling shorties which you guys will also have full access to through all podcast streaming platforms. You'll have access to the clips on YouTube. So if you can't join Twitch every Friday, no worries. You'll get this content one way or another. If you're listening to this episode at the time of release, our actual first live stream is this Friday, August 27th. We're going to start with one of my favorite new hardcore punk bands that I just discovered in the last few months, Turnstile. Their new album, Glow On, is coming out this Friday, and we want to talk about it. We're going to include the link on all of our bios on our Instagram page. We're going to be sharing this news as much as possible to try and get you guys access to these videos, access to these live streams, and get you guys involved. We can't wait to do this. We really hope that you guys enjoy these live streams, and we hope we don't get sued. So thank you, buddies. And now back to our new episode where we are joined by our good friend Andres to discuss Soundgarden's debut album, Ultra Mega OK. Um, bye, thank you, bye, bye, thank you. Alright. I think we're good. You had a you had a grind my gears type rant you wanted to go on, Lucas? Yeah, yeah. What pisses me off is I spent a lot of money to get shit, to get all the things I need to do a podcast, right? Like, I bought these microphones that were like, I bought two of them and they were 50 bucks each. I bought yeah. this fucking arm thing. A boom that, stand or whatever? Yeah, to feel more like Joe Rogan. So I have this, like, I can move <laughs> it around and shit, you know? And that that's cool, but that was like $30. And then I bought an interface, like a two channel interface that plugs into my computer for like, 150 bucks or 100 bucks or something and then i fucking bought a computer because my old ass macbook was just it's just old ass so it doesn't fucking work that well classic apple classic yeah i mean it's old dude it, it lasted a long time but it's just it wouldn't be able to handle you know my fucking power oh was, right the the booming voice quality yeah, my, yeah obviously yeah can it yeah. handle my hurts those <laughs> raw <laughs> pipes that you got <laughs> Yeah. So uh, then I bought a new laptop, and I. But what I did was because I'm cheap as shit, I bought the cheapest laptop I could find, and mm. it was like two hundred dollars. And that was what me and Brett started recording this podcast on. Like was or I, I was recording it on my little shitty laptop, and we. Brett, how much t- hour? How many hours did we spend editing the first couple episodes? Oh God. Hours. I'd, I'd rather not think about it. Actually, <laughs> Andy, we like. My computer was so shitty that it it literally couldn't keep up with the recording. So like my audio would drag. 
and oh, all of a sudden this. after like yeah because yeah. we talked about it a lot mm-hmm. it was it was i remember this in, <laughs> in the early stage of it and then uh wasn't there one episode where like the audio was just like jacked up entirely because i remember it cut out in the middle of it and then it was just brett talking like over you yes and he was like all right so this is the part where lucas's That's audio right. got messed up and then i, I was like what is happening yeah, my mic cut out for like five minutes or something, or like yeah. ten minutes. And then what happened with the recordings was that every five or so minutes, like all of a sudden I'd be slower than Brett. So after like a couple minutes after that, we would just start overlapping and we'd be talking mm-hmm. over each other. Yeah. So we I li- we literally had to go in and like delete like a half second at a time to like put us back in place. And then listen, and then five minutes later, delete another half second. Oh, that's not enough to delete another tiny, just to try and line us up again. That's crazy. It was maddening. It dude. was a it was a near traumatizing experience. Yeah, it, it was. We like almost it, yeah. like we almost stopped doing the. We're like, dude, if no. this is what the podcast is gonna, if this is what editing is gonna be like every time, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> well, it, I'm. I was a little surprised, honestly. Like, um, I mean, I'm new to this entirely. Like, I don't mess. With, I haven't used a computer in. I, this is embarrassing. Like, years. My laptop is probably older than your your MacBook was. Um, oh, and I just I don't even touch it. I don't need to. I have everything on my phone uh, and a uh, computer at work, so I'm I'm good that's, to go. Yeah, that's not embarrassing. I wish I wish I didn't have to work on a computer every day. It, it's weird to me, like just even popping open a laptop and just like messing with things on it. You know, it's it's so foreign to me now. Um, but finding out everything you need for the podcast, I was I was a little surprised. I feel like by now, someone would have invented something, an app that integrates video, audio, records at the same time, um, you know, has settings that you can like by default set for this and that and whatever, you know, nothing as far as I know. Uh, I mean, technically we can record our Skype conversation and like put it out as a video, like upload it into YouTube oh, I didn't even think as a about video. That. Yeah, so it has everything on here. Like, this is like a one-stop shop, like what we're talking on here. But yeah. for what we're trying to do, it's like we need to record our audio separately, right? Right, and, right, right, right. And what, what, uh, what I was getting at and what pisses me off is that uh, I spent all this money and I didn't need to. All I needed to do was buy that, that fucking Yeti mic that you have. Mm-hmm. I don't need an interface at that point. I could have just bought a USB microphone and been totally set. And it would have brought a stand and all that shit. And I just, I spent hundreds of dollars I didn't need to spend, especially considering that that fucking $200 laptop is like trash. It's good now. for nothing mm-hmm. now, I guess. It's good for nothing yeah. at this point. And I ended up <laughs> buying a, a newer, like way nicer laptop with one of my stimulus checks. So now I have this. <laughs> it's just. <sighs> well, live and learn, learn, man. Yeah, live and learn. Like less I'm trying to start, I'm going to start a Twitch show like Ooh, every nice. Friday. Um, yeah, every Friday I'm going to do like an hour on Twitch. And maybe more if I, if it goes well and it's fun. But it's the same thing. Like, I don't know what I need for Twitch. So now I'm like looking online. I'm like, no, I got to buy a fucking green screen. Oh, dude, I'm sure <laughs> with all the shit that you have, you probably, you're probably fine. Right? I think I'm fine with just this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm no expert on anything. So I shouldn't be no, talking. Either. Um, yeah. But yeah, this mic that you recommended is legit. This is great. That's oh you guys you get that's the one you got because of the straight up off of your recommendation yeah it was Erin's uh, request because she wants to her friend is getting married and her friend asked her to sing some like it's a song with some personal connection she wants her to sing like a portion of it and like Erin Erin is a pretty good singer but she's so so self conscious about it so she wanted right. to practice and got the microphone 
Um, and then I was like, oh, great. This mic can double if I ever get on this podcast, which I'm <laughs> 100% honored to be on, by the way. I'm so... I'm thrilled to uh, be on here. No, man, we're we're just glad yeah. you're on. It's it's a, it's truly an honor. Um, I, I'm I'm not worthy, and I will tell <laughs> I will tell you this much too. Uh, fun fact: at this point, y'all have had everyone from every version of Mortalis on this podcast. I'm the last one. I was the last one. That's true. Yeah, that's true. We finally we need to get we need to get like a super episode together. Oh, where we get oh. everyone on on the same episode. And it'll Dude, be absolute chaos. That would be, that would be three hours. It would. Be, I think. Well, it would be a lot of just like people talking and just, I don't exactly know, not being able it to probably, tell what's going on. It'd probably have to be like a live stream. Yeah, oh, like, an earbuds live on. show. That sounds really fun, dude. Okay, hold on. I'm I'm writing this down. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make I don't notes. know what we would do. But we, you know same. what? We would do. Uh, we would do our own albums, and we would just kind of like <gasps> jerk ourselves off together. Just kind of talked about them. Like that's that. a fucking. That's a great idea. Like, cause that, we were, yeah. me and Brett have been trying to figure out lately how we can live stream like, um, maybe like minisodes where because mm. we there's so many albums that have been coming out lately that we want to just like, that we want to talk about also because so many things that we talk about are like older, you know. So like, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out how can we do like a 20 minute thing where we just like really quick like run through the songs mm-hmm. of the album and just kind of skip through and listen and give like our first impressions you know and then but with with the copywriting and and rights and 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 whatever yeah. licensing and shit like there's literally no platform that we can do that on it's nearly yeah. impossible that sounds but tricky if we own the fucking music we can and we own that music of mortalis that is true <laughs> That so we true. really could listen to the first two records in a live stream, all five of us. What we could listen to the EP too. Yeah. Oh my god. That's pretty sick. Dude, we're doing this. This is a great <laughs> idea. Oh, and you can also, uh, if you wanted to, uh, pull out the like the unreleased tracks. You know how every band releases like a reissue. <sighs> basically this album that we're going to talk about uh they'll yeah. release a reissue of an album and they'll be like oh yeah i found this uh you know version of this song that we buried 20 years ago because it sucked but you know here it is on this album i feel like so many bands do that was it dude well i mean did y'all it was just emerald city right emerald or did forest. y'all have more emerald forest <clears throat> for I know, us i mean for us i think it was just emerald forest right dude we had we had a number of like jams that were basically they were like playgrounds for me it was just it was just a reason for me to just go ham on the drums for no good reason to go um, monkey man for yeah, five minutes yeah there's videos of us playing like the empire show that song i don't even know i don't remember what the song was called but um it's just me literally like donkey konging on the drums it's, it's it looks ridiculous uh, I think it was stabbed repeatedly. I think you really liked that one. That's one, one of them. No, it's not. Where it are those videos, man? I can't find any videos. They're on. Really? Yeah. We're. I mean, I have a bunch saved on like my Google Drive, but not no. from back then. I think the earliest shit I have is from Kickass or Kickbutt. I've Kick got some butt. of those. I've got some of those. No, I've got. Aaron took a couple from um, uh, the Empire show. I remember she sent them to us a long time ago. I, Dude, I'm pretty you, sure they're on YouTube. I put them on there. Okay. Send us the link, right man. Let, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, maybe maybe it's on my account or something. I'll, I'll send you guys everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bunch of just. Obviously, she's gonna like focus on me because, you know, 
<laughs> but yeah, it's just if you if you see the video, it's just me just wiling out, looking like an oh, man. idiot. I want to hear it because it's like crazy, and I'm sure like both of y'all totally can connect on this. It's like I have forgotten more songs that I've written than I remember. <laughs> like I've written so oh, many songs that I yeah. don't remember that I wrote. That there is probably the the count is probably higher on songs that I've forgotten versus songs that I remember. By now, yeah. By now, and like then between like my ska band and shit and and oh, dude, you're going you're going far back then. That's what I mean. Like holy you know, shit, talking, yeah. Not oh. even just talking Mortalis. Like yeah, how many jams did we all have in Mortalis that like oh, <laughs> that we God. don't remember? I mean, if we're if we're talking like completely like years prior to Mortalis, we can go back as far as like what was the band called originally? Um uh, De Los Muertos? De Los Muertos, yeah. Yeah. Um, De Los Muertos was a completely different band that me and Michael started with uh, Brandon and Katie Rain, of all people. That's right. Uh, I forgot there was a, uh, yeah. It was. She was a singer for us. Intersex? What do you call <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, what do they call those? I have no idea where you're talking about. <laughs> the fucking, just the schools that have both girls and boys. Co-ed. Oh, co-ed. I, for, I forgot it was a co-ed band. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm high. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm high. It was an intersex band. I'm going to take another band. <laughs> It was an intersex band. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. I, I think, I think people get meant. the gist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we were like, God, that whole era was a blur. Because I was, that was post-Rust. Right when I left Rust, I think. And like. That and was Rust a, was like you and Luis's like death metal band. It was like, um, yeah, it was more, uh, what do you even call Doom. Doom metal. Yeah. With like, like a little bit of like, doom. I brought a little bit of thrash because I'm a huge thrash guy. Obviously, I like to go nuts on the drums. So like the more I can do, the better for me. Uh, yeah. So like I introduced some more like, like faster, like more chaotic style drumming. And they kind of applied that to the music when, when I got in. But yeah. Um, That's cool. That was fun. That was so yeah, fun. and Brett fucking has been in Burn Band and all these. And I don't know. Were you in bands before Burn Band? Yeah, there was a band called Scarecoverty, but it was like alt rock. Uh, Burn Band was definitely like the most hardcore band I'm in. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then like you also like have multiple albums of just like you writing your own and recording your own shit. Nice. Oh yeah, sure, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there there are a good couple songs that I'll, like, find on some Lost Notes app or, you know, a voice memo and, like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, I forgot I, I did that whole, I, like, spent hours working on that song. Blast from the past. Yeah, I found old <laughs> recordings of, like, acoustic, like, really singer, really personal, really singer-songwriter songs that I wrote in college. And I, like, found recordings of them recently, and I'm like, holy shit. Dude, no, don't lose them. No, I... I've hold on to that all that stuff. Like yeah. I've, I was talking about it the other day. Like the two, I mean, including the EP, but really like Look Alive and uh, Death Rabbit Valley. Like I am so fucking proud of those two albums. Like some legit the best music that I've ever like been involved in. Like the best music that I've ever written. Damn. Uh, yeah. hold, hold on. Sorry, the dogs are flipping out. <laughs> Dude, you bring up Mortalis, fucking. People, you know, all animals and people go crazy. Yeah. All right, I'm not well, sure. Well, produ we produce frequencies that annoy all types of species. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> but yeah, you mentioned, like, the, the B-sides and everything of bands. 
Yeah. And uh, that's kind of, there's an interesting story of this album that we're going to talk about today about that. Um, and on that note, what's up, buddies? And welcome to another episode of Earbuds, the podcast where good friends talk about good music for a good amount of time. I am one of your hosts, the one half of the odd couple of podcasts, or Andy, I don't know if you're hearing this trend that's going around, this this uh, viral meme of us that's going around. I think it was people, trending on Twitter the other day. It no was trending on right? Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Periscope. Like it's it's blowing up. People are calling us the pod couple of oddcasts. No shit. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard uh, heard mention of this actually. Yeah, it made it all the way up it's... to up to Baston. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It made, it, it made its way up here and then back and then back up here again. Oh yeah, dude. Everyone in Fenway is talking about it. But yeah, specifically you know, Fenway. Yeah, I'm digging it. I I dig the the moniker. <laughs> uh, so Brett, we are the pod couple of oddcasts. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I've I think I've learned in my old age of 26 to kind of take things with grace. Uh, so I think this is I think this is a good time to just say yeah, like yeah, you know, whatever people decide to call us, I guess I'll just go with the flow. Yeah. Uh, just kind of accept it. Well, we're embracing it. We are the pod couple of oddcasts. I am one half of the podcast. Lucas, uh, take a left at the right. Indrakovs and Brett. Uh, the Macho Man, Randy Sausage, hammer hand. <laughs> that's that's a Thank good one. You. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And uh, today we have an amazing, awesome guest that we're so psyched to have on the show. A good buddy, an old buddy, an ex bandmate. Very old. Yes. Very. Old. Our friend Andres Torres. Mm. Oh, he got the R and everything. He got the rolled R and everything. I wish I had canastas to like. Click, 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 click. Some little clickies. Yeah. Yeah. Thank or you for having me. Just a strum of a Spanish guitar. Yeah, man. Welcome. Super psyched to have you on. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm stoked. I'm all all the things. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I was checking this, uh, checking this podcast out whenever you told me about it, and I was like, man, this is such a cool thing. I can't believe I, I'm friends with someone that has a podcast going. And, like, didn't just stop at, like, one or two episodes, you know, because that happens. Uh, they're... Yeah. consistently putting them out and and good content too so thank, thank you man. man thank you so much yeah no uh, well, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about this album you brought in man? Mm. okay yeah, so you, you picked today's record i did i did and uh a little a little tiny bit of a backstory on this one uh, real short um it was actually between two albums and uh I sat right here where I'm sitting and I took notes on both albums. I uh, got my choice snugs and everything for both of them. And I was like, man, which one do I want to do? I, I know they're going to have fun with this one, but do I want to subject them to this other one? That's <laughs> like, it's my, it's one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite singers, one of my favorite drummers. I, I just, I got to do it. I feel like when you bring on a guest, you know, you got to have them do whatever they, whatever album they feel is, is best for them. Right. For sure. Yeah, Not that I don't sure. care about y'all's feelings or anything, but the other <laughs> album would have been an AFI album, which I uh, love. But we can save it for next time. Yes. If there will be a next time, if you guys want me again. So, it's just, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, this album is it is a Soundgarden album. Technically, there it's their debut album, Ultra Mega OK. Um, first album that they ever put out. And uh, yeah, 
it's got some interesting stuff on it. Um, uh, I, it has by far my one of my, no, not one of my favorite Soundgarden song of all time, hands down. I don't care. If Chris, I don't care if Chris Cornell came back to life and they hopped back in the studio and like got some fire in their ass and like made some like killer material does not matter will not beat this song damn it's, it's how wow. much i, I love can't, this one song but we'll get into that later hear, yeah i can't wait to hear what hey, that you one gotta is. gotta wait till the end to get to that one. Oh yeah, yeah oh you yeah, gotta, gotta wait an hour and a half before we mention those stay tuned <laughs> for that uh so what was your what's your special connection to this album like what's the when's the first time you heard it like was it uh like a childhood thing like no, no, no not that long ago uh it's one of those situations where you know you especially a band like Soundgarden, everybody knows Soundgarden, you know? And everybody hears what's on the radio because that's what's accessible. Uh, you have your main tunes that everybody hears. And your Black you Hole Suns. Yeah, your exactly. Mans. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody knows those songs. They're, 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 it, everybody's familiar with them. I didn't do the research for, like, their older stuff until way later. It's, like, mm. well after, like, my, tw- I was late 20s, probably, and, like, I think Spotify maybe it just started being a thing, um, or maybe I just started paying for it at the time. Like 2010, um, 2011? I don't even remember, man, like time-wise. Yeah. But yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, it's one of those things where you get curious about one of your bands that you love, and you go down a rabbit hole, and you're like, oh my god, like this is, th- this material is awesome, like I, why don't I know about this sooner? And you kind of kick yourself for it, but yeah, that's basically what happened. I came across the album when I was still in Austin, uh, and it was a little bit before we were leaving uh, to Denver, and it was just you know a crazy time working at Third Coast where I was and a lot of stuff going on. And uh, you know you, I feel like you encounter music at certain times, and based off of what you're going in your personal life, it'll make that attachment for you. You don't do anything; it just does it for you. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas right. if you heard that song at any other moment in your life and you had nothing. Uh, similar going on it wouldn't attach itself in the same way right mm-hmm. so basically that's what happened i heard i listened to the album i checked it out i discovered my what would eventually be my favorite song garden song of all time and then I, I looked into the album itself and i just found out some really cool information about basically one of my top three favorite bands so damn yeah. that's that's cool man like i've i have a lot of albums on the list that I want to talk about that are exactly what this album is to you. It's like, mm-hmm. I didn't know I needed it at the time, but then I, after ha- after like listening to it, I'm just like, oh man, I had this, this is going to help me through this or it did help me through and I didn't realize it until later, you yeah. know, and yeah, it's cool, man. And it's cool when like you can go back to albums that mean something like that to you that like you have such a connection to later because then it kind of takes you back to that part and then hopefully it's like when it makes you think back to that time, you can think back and go like, wow, like things are so much better now than whatever I was going through then. Or like, yeah. thank God I'm not dealing with that anymore. Oh yeah. Know? Especially if it was like a, yeah, a bad time that, you know, yeah. cause that's, that's the thing about like music too. It's like you hear a song and it immediately puts you back. You know, you're in that mindset, mm-hmm. you're in that space that you were in at the time. And it's such a weird feeling because you really feel like you're there for those like two, three, four minutes or whatever. Dude. I've said it. I think I've said it before on with with Brett on this podcast, where like I music is like the best form of time travel that we have right now. Mm, mm-hmm. And um, 
I do. It's crazy. Like I'll go to listen to like Midtown, which is a pop punk band, and yeah. I'm immediately a 15 year old like love struck. You know, like uh, I like all my friends who are girls, <laughs> and they don't know it, and I'm too you smart got those, to tell you got- them. That puberty punk is what you Dude, like, all those emotions come flooding back, and I'm just immediately a a 15-year-old, you know, boy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so trippy how it will just take you back to, like, where your mind was at that time. Yeah. It's it's just always interesting to me how, like, the the brain just connects that, that makes that connection, but maintains it through just sound, essentially what's sound, you know? Yeah. Um, AFI is one of those bands, like, that you you mentioned him. That album... That album that I would have put on has the same effect as this one, um, but like was it Black the time, Sales? yeah, Black Sails. Yeah. That's my favorite album by far. I get yeah. I get a lot of shit for that too because uh, I tell people that and they're like, uh, "You're an idiot," because Art Art of Drowning is obviously the best one. And then we get that, into an argument for like an hour. My so. favorite's Art of Drowning. I know, every, dude. Everybody's favorite is Art of Drowning. <laughs> Everyone's favorite is Art of Drowning. No, listen, fantastic Black Sails is album. great though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both but are, again, both are really good. But totally personal different. connection. Uh, the only thing with Black Sails is like I connected to a pretty, pretty low uh, point in my life. So it's like you were saying earlier. You think about it, and you think back to that time when you're hearing those tracks, and you immediately think, "Wow, I have things so much better right now." Like I'm, I'm not yeah. like semi homeless. You know, I'm not like selling my car for my, like you know, I, I'm in a much Jesus. better place. So. Yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah, yeah it was rough. It, yeah, it sounds rough. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that that's like the the least that I could hope. Like going back to an album like that, that I'm just like, oh my. At least I can go back and like be like, ah, uh, my situation now is so much better. Yeah, yeah. That's I can I can listen to this and reminisce in a way, you know. That's not being wait. So I, I, I'm curious now. Just a quick segue about Brett. How familiar are you with AFI? Very. I would assume. Uh, I've heard Miss Murder. Okay, uh, I, I actually no, I actually love that song. I actually love Girls Like Gray, Miss Murder. They're oh, all Girls Like Gray, I love decent. Yep. Girls Not Gray. Uh, I've I've heard like the hits basically, and I, I think stuff. I tried to get into an album one time. I forgot which one, uh, but not really, really inexperienced with that band. Well, you guys I ever would, listen uh, to their side projects, their electronic stuff? Oh no, yeah. Yep, it's uh, it's AFI and uh, or it's Davey Havoc and in the guitarist, I think. Like doing uh, like a, like a I dance. Know his name. Yeah, electronic. I know what you're talking about. I never bothered to listen to it though. It's not yeah. good. Well, I, I, mean, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. Like I wouldn't. It. I'm not surprised. Yeah, stick to your guns, AFI. Yeah, and let's stick to the subject. <laughs> there you go. Of Soundgarden. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that in AFI. Um, okay, so the album we're talking about is called Ultra Mega OK. Correct. Um, Andy, you have a special connection, which is really cool hearing yep. that. Uh, that that makes for really good conversations. And there's an interesting like background on this album that um, basically Soundgarden wasn't happy with the original mix. Correct. So they uh, they got a guy that basically the the label had suggested that they work with, and previously to that they had been working with only people in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And it was like literally the beginning of grunge music. Oh, they were, yeah, like probably the first year <laughs> of like grunge <laughs> getting started. So, like they really held on Soundgarden. Like they they held on to the belief that like the out al- that when the album came out, it didn't sound right because someone that 
mixed it wasn't from Seattle. The producer wasn't from Seattle, so he just didn't understand the sound. Yeah, that's it. Which sounds silly when you say it out loud, but like someone that's not steeped in the music scene in a specific like area wouldn't yeah. wouldn't understand. And I totally understand that because I've been in situations in the studio with someone where they bring someone in and they don't they're unfamiliar with you to begin with and they're they might be right. unfamiliar with your kind of music, so there's no connection. You know, what's the connection there? Yeah. So I, I, I kinda get that, yeah. Yeah, I, I kinda do too, especially like considering that grunge was so regional that it really was like if you weren't in Seattle when it was happening you you wouldn't understand the sound that they were going for yeah yeah no, which like sounds kind of douchey but yeah. i mean but it, it no is, but it's, it's true it's true it's true for the time now yeah. you can anyone can record a grunge record but back then right. it was like completely new to so many people yeah um and yeah like cornell is quoted saying um the producer wasn't used to the sound that we wanted and didn't know what was happening in seattle mm-hmm so the version that I heard of this record for this episode episode was the reissued version, which is remixed. They uh, they got a different producer, which I think was the producer that they wanted to work with in the first place, mm-hmm. and they got him like in 2015 or something to go through all of the raw tracks and do his own mix of the record. Yeah, and that's what is this reissued version that came out uh, in 2017 is what I heard. Yeah, I I've never heard any other version. I would love to have like. A vinyl of it or something, you know, like any other version. A I tape, bet that's a find. If yeah. that's even a thing, like, can you find tapes anymore? Um, tapes are coming back, dude. Are they really resurgence? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. A lot of I'm seeing a lot of local bands make tapes. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'll say, man, like the mix and it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little. It does sound like it's from 1988 in a, in a little bit. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's it's hard to, like, quantify what what exactly, like, makes it sound a little dated to me. But it's, like, it's hard not to when it's, like, you got to think about what they recorded on, the mics they were using, the equipment that they had, all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's, like, it is going to sound a little dated even if it was mixed in 2015, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the only thing I will say... Um, about the album in regards to that is uh there are a couple really just one song the first one that sounds like it could be late soundgarden flower mm-hmm. yeah like i i hear that song now i'm like oh that could have been on you know bad motorfinger any of any of their later albums it just sounds so much more like modern soundgarden than like their classic stuff their older stuff so so i thought i always thought it was kind of funny yeah, I think Flower like has those little sh- shimmery guitars that we're used to hearing, the more like kind of polished Soundgarden. Because this Maybe. does sound, this does kind of sound like, and I don't mean this in a in a Dude, insulting way or anything. Lay it, lay it. No, no, lay it. <laughs> this album does sound like a band's first album. Dude, I every time I every time I hear it, that is the first thing. That's all I think of is like, think of every, we're all musicians, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think of the yeah. fir- the first time you laid down tracks for something, and then you go back and hear it later, like much, much, much later after you've polished everything, and you're like, "Man, that sucked. Like that was that's so raw. Yeah. It's so like <laughs> like low tech sounding. It just sounds like crap. Yeah. But- as a singer, I, I, how many times I go back to my first record with any band, and I think mm. like, "Wow, I was timid." Or yeah. "Wow, I, I didn't know what my voice was in this type of music yet." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so 
like by far the second Mortalis record, like I feel like my voice is like leagues ahead of Look Alive because I was in, more into the songwriting. I understood myself as a singer in Mortalis, mm-hmm. you know, like I knew what I could do with my voice. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a, a thing, and it, and it's a thing with this record, man. Like it doesn't, it doesn't sound like Chris Cornell half the time, and it's trippy. Well, funny you say that because uh, for the longest time until I looked it up, there's a song on here where the bass player is singing. Yeah, yeah, circle of uh, <laughs> just, uh, circle of power, circle, circle of, power. of power. And I was wondering when I first heard that yeah. song, like, holy shit. Yeah, this is that, not dude, the best Cornell performance of Chris Cornell. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't know that for the longest time, and I would I would hear that song and be like, man, that, he sounds kind of off. Like he sounds like is he alright? Yeah. Is he okay? Is he sick? Uh, yeah. Is he is he good? And then I <laughs> I finally like just one day I don't even know I was I was on the wiki and I saw I was like oh that's their original bass player singing like holy crap I had no idea no wonder yeah. it sounds like that Yamamoto. Yeah, hero. Yeah, hero. And Yamamoto then they got uh. He, who was great, you know, for what they needed, but I guess they replaced him with Ben Shepard, which, just a quick sideways, if y'all ever want to see someone play bass like a madman, like, I, I don't even understand how he played bass like this, um, watch live videos of right after they got Ben Shepard, like, early 90s, uh, and he's the gangliest, weirdest-looking guy, <laughs> and he, you know how Fieldy plays his bass basically down to the ground? Yeah, okay. it's like by his shins. Ben Shepard's doing that, but he's also crouched over looking like a zombie or something. And he's just like stomping around the stage and like somehow playing these notes. I'm like, how are you doing this? <laughs> it's it's a sight, man. That sounds awesome. I know. It's, it's one of the things I love about like gr- just grunge music in general, the, like, it, which is crazy because I missed the whole boat, obviously. Um, so born in 86, you know, we missed all of that. Uh, I didn't get to see any of those shows, but like you watch the videos and like they're just going all out, and it's just like raw and nasty, and it's a little chaotic, but like I, I love it, I love it. Yeah, man. it's like the early days of. It reminds me of like uh, the early days of like pop punk and and the California punk stuff, like Green Day when they were playing yeah. those. I think it was like some one city or something in California that was just like. And one club that was just huge with the, that punk scene at that time. And it's just like, just thinking like CBGB type thing. Right, right, right. You know, right, like, right. yeah. Um, yeah, man, early Soundgarden is like so different from my era of Soundgarden that I grew up listening to. 100%. Like, yeah. I don't hear Black Hole Sun on this record. Like, I don't mm-hmm. hear the same band. No, 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 no. They're very much influenced by, uh, I mean, I, I definitely hear more like um, Psych related things mm-hmm. uh, uh a lot, a lot of, more 70s like classic metal definitely re- re- reproduce yeah. oh yeah and they're no strangers to like the odd time signatures which is one of the things about this album and in general with Soundgarden is chris cornell is one of my favorite singers but matt cameron the drummer i i yeah i yeah brett you can you can feel me on I this mean, one the yeah. dude is a monster he is like the some of the stuff he comes up with like it's just so out there like I wouldn't have ever thought like if that was me in the band, I would have never have thought to do those things that he does. Right. Yeah, and he's uh, I've always appreciated him. He's loved the uh, I love when he goes on the toms. Yeah. Uh, especially, and he's also the uh, he was also the main drummer for Pearl Jam for most of their career, right? For for a little while, I don't know how long he lasted, but um, I know he was like in and out. He he's a grunge mainstay 
for like a lot of those bands like he's one of those that you could just like pick him up and plop him into basically any band from that time and he could just on a dime just pick it up no problem i didn't know he was the same pearl jam guy yeah he i don't think he was in the on the first album uh but he like toured with them one year and then they kept him on and he was also in temple of the dog jesus Uh, this guy is the fucking legend i believe he was yeah i can't say for sure but like i said he's he's able to do it all man so that's crazy has he always been in soundgarden yeah he he was one of the founding members yeah Yeah. wow Um, that's impressive man yeah yeah i never really really the drums never really stood out to me in soundgarden like there wasn't much that i was like blown away by you know so it's interesting to to say they like call you call him a beast because I just like the drums didn't stand out to me but also the only thing that stands out to me in Soundgarden is Chris Cornell right well I mean come on it's really what I gravitate towards like I I remember uh, Michael talking about Kim the guitarist Kim Thale yeah yeah and what a like fucking magician Uh, he is and 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 he is he's yeah Michael's not wrong and and, you know everything about his tone and his equipment and his style and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and I just like even listening to this record that has great riffs in it like there's some yeah. really good riffs on this album like i it's just doesn't i just all i all i walk away thinking about is chris cornell well i mean i would argue but that you as a singer that's what you would go to right i'm also, i'm a guitarist too though but it is true like vocals are usually like what i'll latch on to the most i mean chris cornell also has one of the most unique voices in music history you know, he's yep. one of my favorite singers as well. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, he's probably most people's favorite, one of their favorite like rock singers. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really, I haven't really thought about it till just now, but I think he is. Like he, I think he is one of my favorites. Dude, I mean, he's Can't like like him, Brett man. said, he's got a very unique voice. You know, it's it's indistinct, it's very um, specific. So like you hear it, you could pick it out of a crowd. You, you, you know, know exactly no who problem. it is. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it. What uh that kind of brings me to the point that I was talking about earlier that this album kind of reminded me of Bleach by Nirvana because mm. there's so there's so many songs on Bleach that don't sound like Kurt Cobain at all and it's trippy <laughs> yeah, right. when you realize that it is him. I remember I first heard that album with you, Andy. Uh, first time really? I ever heard it was yeah hanging out at Luis's place. Like you put it on and I was just like because you wanted to cover um, School. Oh, I love that song. Oh, yep. Yep. And or uh, and Michael wanted to wanted to cover love, uh, love buzz, love, love buzz. buzz. Yeah. So I had never heard either of those songs. So we put on that album and, and like listening to school, I was just like, a first, this is Nirvana. What? Like this doesn't sound like them at all. And then B, like, it didn't sound like Kurt Cobain, and it really tripped me out because I I remember asking you like, did they have a different singer? Like, is the drummer or is the bassist singing? Like, what what is happening? You're like, no, that's him. <laughs> oh, that's him. Yeah. And it's so just... this album. Yeah, it's just a he just had a different voice back then. Like he was singing differently. So like this album yeah. reminds reminded me of that. Like listening through this because it, there's so many times where I'm just like that doesn't really even sound like Chris Cornell. Dude, same theme. First album, first album from any yeah. band. You go back and you hear it. You're like, this does not sound like them at all, right? Until you get and to then, Beyond the Wheel, and you're oh, like, oh, okay, <laughs> just blown away. There it is. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Uh, yeah, and. But it does it does sound like a first record for a, for mm-hmm. a really good band. Like it sounds like the 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 best local band. 
Like yeah. when you, you see them live and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, these guys are got something here. <laughs> like, oh, man, what a live know? show. But they're not yeah. yet at the level that they can be at, which is like Soundgarden just gets leagues ahead of this album, even though this is like good music, you know? Yeah, they refined it. They refined the mm-hmm. sound, which is, you know, I guess uh, the point in playing music. You want to be able to polish that sound that you have going and then just keep it going. All you can hope that you get better, right? Yeah, and then not break up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's important. That's a big one. That's a big one. Uh, but also, like, it sounds like they're not taking themselves that seriously on this record. Nope, you're correct. They even have some joke songs. Yes, they do, and I skip them every time. I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after after a couple of listens, you're like, all right, I get it. Right, exactly. Let, you let's get the go point. on to the music. Yeah. They're not all even really do... songs. No, no, it's just it's it's just a joke, um, and and that's how it, it, exactly what it is. You go to the wiki and you look up like the reason why they did that, and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, if six 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 is such a powerful number, then. By default, yeah. the other ones are whatever. Six six five, six six seven. Yeah, I know. And, and just like, like minute and a half, like nothingness. Couple of couple of jokesters in that band. A couple of goofsters. <laughs> and they they cover a Howlin' Wolf song on this record. Oh my god, yeah, Smokestack, Smokestack Lightning. Lightning. Yeah, great song, Ooh. great cover. And they also cover a uh, John Lennon song. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, the one joke, right? The, <laughs> the one minute of silence or whatever. And then Cornell said that. Uh, and even like Kim couldn't even shut the fuck up for one minute, one whole minute. So you can hear him talking at the end. You hear him like, yeah, making noise there at the end. I guess he had a habit for talking a lot. I don't know. Yeah, don't we all? I know. Yeah, I can connect to that. I'm fucking. Mm. I'm very high right now. You're a yacker. I am very He's... stoned right now. <laughs> you more of a yacker when you're when you're high? It it could go either way, man. Sometimes I get yeah. really introspective and like internal and uh i'll just be like thinking about shit and i just i'll be in a group of people and sometimes i'll get like that and i'll just kind of you'll just see me sitting there and like it's like i'll make the face like when i'm playing video games i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) just like slack jawed tongue half fucking literally hanging out of my mouth like christina the other day looked at me while i was playing video games and she was like babe and i was like what she goes you're breathing so loud (laughs) <laughs> you didn't even know it. I didn't. I was literally dogging, like full dogging, like you went full space. Just like go into it. <sighs> yeah, like I mean, dude, I just I look like an idiot. Y'all, y'all visited us in Denver. I got to see that firsthand. So, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, we got stoned on that trip, dude. We my got my guy. So I have high. never seen to this day. I've never seen anyone eat and smoke so much. Uh, simultaneously and like maintain their presence mentally you were right, still there. there right you were there you yeah this dude a whole like tube of gummies throughout the day i'm like God, you're supposed to portion those like first yeah. off and then we go back to the house and we're we're kind of smoking just casually and kicking it. and you you're also smoking at the same time like how are you not in a coma right now but dude i was smoking to feel the edibles because sometimes it, it helps them kick in <laughs> What? That Dude, doesn't what make any ever, sense. man. Dude, my tolerance was insane, like, back yeah. then. Like, we... Yeah, I remember, like, the first thing we did when we landed was go to a dispensary, and then mm-hmm. went across the street, got some food, and then we went to y'all's place, and you guys were both at work. Yeah. So we just smoked joints in your yard and just hung Why out waiting you? for y'all to get there, hung out with your dogs, your two awesome yeah. dogs. 
And then, yeah, dude, it was, that was an insane trip. Like, Christina doesn't remember most of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got really stoned. Um, but that reminds me, like, you, I think you had a moment where you were, like, you got a, a little too um, stoned, and then you kind of, like, were, like, at three in the morning just, like, hanging out on the couch. Was that, was that when y'all were there? Yeah. It might have happened multiple that. times. But, yeah, it was, like, we we got joints or something and we were smoking y'all were smoking and and then we all went to bed and christina woke up at like four in the morning to use the restroom and you were like i was not no i was not you were like tweaking on the couch like playing video games saying like (laughs) like i got too high and i couldn't sleep (laughs) so i I don't remember that and what's so funny is that we were smoking like uh indicas and indicas Uh, are the ones that are supposed to like put you to bed no see that denver is where i figured out that uh Indica's more often than not, they just you know they they put me in a weird state of mind. I don't mm-hmm. like the um, what is it the you don't the like body the body high yeah well you don't the, like the, the body high, high where you feel like you're kind of floating but like it's supposed to bring you down mentally also to mm-hmm. kind of like ease you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't like that. I it's a very very uncomfortable feeling. I can't I can't do it. I also could have just gotten too high. I mean I don't know. I mean who knows? for <laughs> someone who doesn't use that often like yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's very easy. Like, I get too high now because of, like, I vape, you know. Um, like, I dry herb vaporizer stuff. Dude, you're so doing, like, like, some kind of, like, volcano bag oxygen tent thing. I don't know. What the <laughs> hell is going on I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I like have a no, desolation I, I, tank. I'm so far out of, like, the weed culture. I have no clue what any of that stuff is. So, like, th- when I see what you're doing, I'm like, dude, I, what is that? I need to look it up. It's, it's wild. It's a new, it's a whole brave new world out there, man of, of devices that Let's, i use i mean it's like every every time we count down to record you you just inhale an entire volcano of smoke i go three two one record and in that time you just inhale it i don't know where it goes i uh dude a, a volcano bag will get me fucking like destroyed but i'm just using this little thing which is like a little it's a vaporizer but it's you just heat it up yeah. and, it, and it heats up enough and the, the weeds in there and it heats it up just enough to vaporize the THC off of it. So I'm not combusting. I'm not smoking. It's like way healthier for my lungs. Okay. And I've also got to spend thousands of dollars on different ones. There's a shelf back there that you can see that has the volcano and a whole like, seven it. other vaporizers back there. Yeah. I'm also it's, not surprised though. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Are you, uh, too much money. Was it you or Luis? or both of y'all that were getting like the monthly boxes of like it was pipes me. and stuff. It was what? Me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I had like, I was getting a, month, a monthly subscription and they would send you a new piece every month with like papers and hemp wicks and all this stuff. And so, yeah, I had like at one point probably like 14 or 15 like bubblers, like little bubblers. So paraphernalia. Paraf- yeah. Just glass. Yeah. Water. Cause yeah. this is in Austin, I'm guessing. Right. So there's no, okay. weed. they have right. that shit in California though. Like there's subscription boxes where they send you, three different eights a month what? and like some pre-rolls and some gummies and a snack. And it's like, you, a, you pay a hundred bucks a month and they dude, it's insane. I, I got my weed delivered to me the other day, like uh, to what? my front door. Unbelievable. I can't believe that. And it was, and it was Jeez. cheap. <laughs> and when you were, when you were nine free. years old, did you ever think in the future, like I'm going to get weed delivered to my house and I'm going to get Never. like eight different strains and it's going to be great. Dude, no, me no, no nine years that. old smoking a joint. I know, right? Sit, sitting outside of school, skipping class. In uh, in Cuba, then <laughs> then the. In the uh, I was. Where, I, where were you? I went to Cuba on my own, but I was from. D- I was in DR at the time. DR, that's yeah. where it was. Um, dude, what a what a 
What music were y'all listening to at nine years old? None. You weren't listening? Yeah. Were you in Mexico at the time, Andy? No, 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 no. I lived in Mexico when I was up until I was right before I turned four. Okay. And then my parents brought me back uh, to basically just give me a better life in the States because, you know, a oh, kid yeah. can get killed in Mexico, evidently, by uh, cartel. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I. It, I don't even remember the experience. Obviously, I was a little yeah, child, so tiny little person. Um, but uh, yeah, they, that's why they came back. We were supposed to stay there. Like we, really? we, I was yeah, I was born in San Antonio, and they went there with the intention of we're living out here. We're going to be in Monterey. This is our thing now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what got into them. Um, is, I have a lot of uncles and aunts, and uh, they have a huge like massive family and i guess they all wanted to be in the states so they were like all right we'll we'll pick houston and san antonio we'll pick texas basically to hang out in okay that's yeah that's cool well i i, I think at nine i was listening because nine is like what fourth grade is it yeah mm. that's when i had just started uh listening to my own music because my dad like obviously like there's music on all the time like merengue and salsa and santana right. and all this stuff but uh, in fourth grade, that's when I started buying like Raging Against the Machine, and How Blink One Eighty Two, and you, Bush. You were a hardcore little boy. Yeah, dude, I was listening to Corn in in fourth grade. Oh my god! Sheesh, <laughs> man, I didn't I didn't know music existed until I was in like seventh. That yes, same. Wow, exactly the same. <laughs> wow, yep. um, yeah. I mean, in seventh grade, that's when I was like full into the new metal, rap metal shit. Well, you got uh, a head start. Like, you were... Dude, yeah, yeah legit. Like, li- I bought Limbiscuit's first record when it came out in 97, and that was... Damn. Yeah, that was, like, sixth grade, I think, or something. But, yeah, fourth grade, Rage Against the Machine, Blink-182, 311, Bush, Jimmy's Chicken That's Shack. Wild. Uh, all these... Yeah, all those bands I was into. My parents had no idea what they were buying me. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously. Yeah, but I've also, like... I'll admit that my first album that I ever bought was on tape and it was Alanis Morissette's I, the one with Ironic Jagged Little Pill Jagged Little Pill uh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people's first album buy was that well a lot of like uh, millennial yeah you know range people uh, I was, will, I will admit that, that that was their first one yeah well I was um, definitely like I knew Soundgarden in ninth, when, I, when I was nine years old for sure like that's when yeah. Spoonman was out Temple of the Dog was like doing shit at that time um, but yeah, I mean, I think we can, you know, like we can probably go into our choice nugs at this point because I don't know what else there is to say yeah. just about the album in general. Like it's, you know, it's, it sounds different for, well, for Soundgarden, uh, you know? Yeah. They, they described it as MC5 and the Stooges meets Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can totally hear that. Like another doom, doom, early doom band. And I thought that described it the the general vibe pretty well. I think it gets more punk near the end, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You can definitely hear the Stooges uh-huh. like on Circle of Power. Yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. Circle of Power. Yeah, you can, an awesome you can hear song. the influences for sure. Yeah, like I uh, I didn't really hear it the first time I was listening to it. I was like, this just kind of sounds like Soundgarden like trying to do like '70s metal to me mm-hmm. and then the multiple the multiple listens like really kind of made it sink in and i'm just like there is a lot of punk in this and like early punk like yeah mc5 and the stooges uh well yeah let's let's get to narnugs man luke it, uh oh who should should we save andy's favorite song for last 
Um, I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious which one that one is. But I wanna, yeah, I want to no, I want to give Andy the the first dibs. What were your What are your two choice nugs? All right. Uh, well, it was. Uh, it's pretty easy. You know, one is pretty obvious. Uh, the other one was actually not so obvious for me. It took me a while to kind of like nail it down. And again, I just went with a personal route. Um, more so because I like the, the, the drumming on it. And I like the, the odd time signature and everything. The, the track, He Didn't. Oh, okay. He Didn't. Yeah. Um, That's one of my least favorites, dude. Dude, I, I don't know what it is about that one. I love the way it starts. Um, I love... Because I'm picturing, like, the drum... That, that's another thing. I'm sure Brett does this, too. When you hear a song, it, the one of the first things that stands out to me, whether it's um, uh, something unique or, or sounding or, or, or different sounding, is the percussion. I'm picturing yeah. the drum kit. I'm picturing the drummer. I'm picturing them playing it. And then I picture myself doing it or trying to do it, whatever. Um, and, yeah, that's what I did with this song. It's I love really the guitar riff in it. It's a really weird everything, man. I love everything about it, like the vocals in it. I love the the guitars in it. Everything about it is great. Um, particularly the drums. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird, man. That's what that's what I didn't like about it. <laughs> was the that, the guitar, that guitar line. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that guitar riff. You thought it was a little. Uh, like incessant or something? Uh, a little incessant mace, maybe, if you will. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, a little, a little mace nod to my there. ears. A little, a little nod there. Uh, how do you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little tip of the little, cap. Uh, uh, yeah. But no cap, I don't like that riff. If, okay. I, took, if I took my cap off, I would say no I didn't cap. like that I, riff. Yeah. I kind of enjoy the, the chaos of it. It, it kind of sounds uh, just like kind of everyone's kind of doing their own thing and it just all in the same room to kind of make a, a, an only slightly cohesive song. Yeah, but it somehow fits, right? Like, it somehow works. Yeah. And that's one thing about their music is, like, especially on this record, is, like, everyone's doing something so wild, especially the, to me, especially the drummer, but it works. Like, the songs work. You know? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Th- this one is insane how it, it works. Like, I don't know how you write mm-hmm. a song like this. Because no, this, is, no, this sounds like, like Middle Eastern jazz. It's it's such a <laughs> wacky song, yeah. Like, what yeah. what are they playing on this? Are you asking for time signature? Yeah, what is the time? signature? I have no idea, this? dude. I have, I don't know. I I don't count in time. I I I can't even read sheet music, man. Like I don't know time signature. And I was in drumline. I'm an idiot when it comes to when it comes to like time signatures and like phrasing and stuff. I, I can't do it. I just go by feel. I think it's a, I think it's a they're, one two they're three doing count. A, they're definitely doing a couple time signatures. Yeah, I think they're doing like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four type of thing. Yeah, it's like three, sure. seven or three, three, four, or you know however you like to count it. Yeah. Which, which I wasn't really used to all the weird time time signatures that Soundgarden like used to do because I think if they're more mm-hmm. like popular music, obviously like to get on the radio, you're probably not playing a weird time signature, right? Like, right, it's not it's not appealing to the it. ear to play yeah. something in seven, you know, like it's not. Uh, people don't want to hear that, basically. Although they do slip it in in uh, the bridge in Spoonman when it's just drums. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He does a weird like uh, that, and then they kind of like they kind of like segue back into like a regular. Form, and they're like, all right, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we're, we're just that. messing with you. No matter what era. They, they have odd time signatures in all their albums. Dude, they love it. You know? Yeah, I they listened to uh, what I thought was their was their first album, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, Louder Than Love. Loud, yeah. 
They I, that is a fucking awesome album, and there's also weird ass time signatures all over, all over that record. Which Dude, like, if you can do it and still have my head and, and like have me bob my head to it, then like you're you're good at it. Yeah, that's always that's that's something that I was thinking about the other day. Is like when people listen to music and non time signatures, but they like the riff or they like the drums or they they, they like the melody or whatever. How mm-hmm. do you bob your head to it? Do you like do it in time? Yeah, you know when the. Do you know when it's gonna happen? Yeah, you gotta <laughs> kind of jerk your head. Yeah, or I'll, I'll, to, you turn to, your head to, twice to, to the in. left. You know. Like, okay. Because you know. I because I, I was listening to the the album a couple of days ago, and that that track came on, and I think that's when it hit me that like that was gonna be my other nug, and I'm I'm on the freeway and I'm driving and I'm just like moving my head around to the beat, and I'm sure I look like a fucking crazy person, just like <laughs> going like this, like what the hell is that guy doing over there? Like, is he seizing? Yeah. You're like tweaking. Yeah, I definitely was. My favorite part of he didn't um, is the the kind of feedbacky parts. Like, yeah, those sound awesome. I, I like that. Kind of like chaotic noise kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, uh, all right. So, can I guess what your other one was? Yeah. T- tell us what your favorite Soundgarden. I mean, song of I want to guess. Is. I want to guess. Take a guess. You know it. Because I think it's it's gonna it's probably gonna be one of my choice nugs, and it's the one that you showed me like a long time ago. Beyond the wheel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, on the head. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Beyond the wheel. That yeah. song is like a death march. Fucking like that. The guitar, the tune. Dude, tune. It's so. Is it not so like? <sighs> what is that? Is it called desert rock? What do you call that? Yeah, like d- the yeah. Slow, sludgy, sludge metal. Sludge. Yeah. That's like sludge, doomy. Yeah. 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 Uh, um. And his that vocals, one. Yeah. I know. I mean, obviously, I don't want to sit here and like put a spotlight on just Cornell's vocals because, I mean, they're amazing. But everybody else, I feel like, you know, did their part. Um, particularly, funny thing about this song, particularly Matt Cameron's part, you hear the drums. The drums sound very fitting, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, like a march, listen, like a death march. Yeah, man. it sounds. It sounds. It's like this. This works. But then you hear the version, the early version of the song, right? Mm-hmm. There's, on on this album, on the Spotify reissue album, there's a, a version at the end that's an early version, and the drums are way different. Basically, it's one of those situations where you have, it's a little slower, it's a little yeah. sludgier, but the, the the drums he's doing like crazy fills, sixteenth note, thirty second note fills. He's going all over the drum. It basically sounds like something I would do. Right. Like you know, not something for the song, something for me, which is selfish drummer trait. Yeah, like he's on like like these weird. He's on like, the yeah, he's on the cymbals and like no 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 don't do that. Upbeats. Do what you did on the actual track. That sounds perfect. The drums are so like deep and like it really sounds like like they're marching to war or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just big fucking like a marching band type bass yeah. drum. You know, and the I guitars just, too. Oh my god. Cornell is is basically belting it the entire song. Oh, yeah. yeah. To even Yeah, yeah. Amazing. To even go that high, man. Uh, uh, unreal. And like Incredible. it's one of those things too with this song where you hear a song on a record and you're like, "Oh man, that sounds so cool, but uh, I doubt they can do it live, you know? Like I'm going to go see right. the show soon." I've seen there's video. Go to YouTube. There's video of them playing the song live, and he pulls it off. Obviously, yeah. he's destroying his vocal cords. <laughs> right. But you know, 
it's he, he pulls it off. Dude, being able to do that live is insane. I yeah, I can't even imagine. His voice is incredible. Like whoever heard him do that first, like whatever pre- record producer or something, must have been like, like just fucking cream their jeans immediately. <laughs> like they're like, I'm gonna make so much money from this guy. Oh god, this dude's gonna make me fucking rich. Hmm. And it's the first song on the record too that kind of like has the odd time signatures. Like the first one that kind of introduces the odd time signatures. I feel like it's the first one that stood out to me at least. Oh yeah, in the uh, it's like a um, like the post chorus thing where they kind of come down. Yeah, yeah. That also a great part. Like unnecessary yeah. to do it in that time, but I feel <laughs> like it adds so much more to the song, like more substance. It's not like a boring like segue. Let's just go back into the verse. You know, whatever. Like standard issue verse chorus verse chorus. You know, it's it's different. I, I can appreciate that. It's different, yeah. And that riff is so that guitar riff is really simple but really effective. Mm-hmm. And they have a little more fun with that part, that post chorus that you see like like down down like really fucking like they just hold it out, man. Dude, it's just this song is this song is so hype. Like I know you guys have this uh uh, this this that happens with certain songs, certain music. You hear it and you kind of feel the. It, it it it's been scientifically proven. I don't know what it is, but there's a there's a, a a chemical or some switch in the brain only for certain people. They hear a certain song and a, a singer hits a certain note or something, and they just feel like that. You know the it's like an ASMR reaction. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You get kind of chills. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. 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 The hairs on the back of your neck like stand up, and you're like, oh. dude, all my hair, yeah. all my hair stands up, like dude. toe hair, like head, hair, all hair. <laughs> dude, I, I, hear I that call song it like ear those candy. hairs. Like when I get that ear candy, yes. it, you're just like it, like tickles your eardrum. And you're like, oh. <laughs> like I. So that that's like it makes you tear up sometimes. It made me tear up like sometimes. a little bit. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, listening to there's two bands that'll I pretty much cry almost every time I listen to them. <laughs> Can I guess what one of them is? Yes. RX Bandits? Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I oh. There's just something about his vocals, man. It's just like, I hear pain in his voice and it just makes me fucking cry. And, yeah, uh, you connect on it. I connect. And the other one is Cher. Uh, actually, Celine Dion <laughs> has made me cry more than once, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that song the other day, the, uh, I am everything I am because you love me. And it's like, I can't tell if you're joking or not. No, I'm not. Like, she's made okay. me cry multiple times. Um, but the other band, and it might be a surprise too, is Kill Switch Engage. No shit. Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, dude. Howard's vocals make me fucking cry. Like, I can't sing along to Kill Switch because I start choking up. Wow, oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy. That's not, I would have never guessed that in a million years. It's probably yeah. pretty fucking random for a metalcore band to make me cry almost every time yeah. I listen to him, you know? <laughs> but his vocals, like, it's, seriously, it's his vocals. And it's the same with Celine Dion, and it's the same with Matt Embry from Arx Man. It's, it's like their vocals will make me fucking tear up. There's something That's about crazy. it. When I hear it, it's just like my immediate reaction is to start crying. Like, yeah, you you form the connection in your brain, and like I think that's what it is too. Yeah, I, I, or maybe it's just like a fucking you know a resonance that they're hitting, some sort that, of frequency yeah. that they're on that just like it connects with me in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've seen like a really it's a really sweet video of a baby that when her mom is singing to her, she's just tearing up. The baby just like can't help but cry and tear up because like her mom's voice like makes her cry. It's like so. Beautiful. I think I know what you're talking. I know. I know what video you're talking about. Yeah. So beautiful. 
Um, and that's kind of what it does to me. That's the reaction. I have. I'm that baby. I'm just like you're the you're the baby, and they're your mama. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. And Celine Dion's my mama, and Killswitch Engage is, is your mom, and Killswitch Engage is my daddy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, to go back to uh, it, but yeah, um, Beyond the Wheel, hard choice nug for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was also a choice nug for me. Damn, mm-hmm. across the board, three for three. Yeah, three for three. Wow. All right. Brett, what was uh, what was your other one, man? Oh wait, wait, real quick. I'm uh, sorry. I just want to. Mm. Beyond the Wheel is your favorite all-time song or your favorite Soundgarden song of all time? Favorite Soundgarden. It used to be um, a song called Drawing Flies. Uh-huh. It's super weird sounding. I don't know that one. Song. Yeah, yeah it, it's, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head what, what album it's off of. I want to say it's off of Bad Motorfinger, uh, but I, I, not 100%. But yeah, it used to be that one. And then, um, I, yeah, I heard this song when I heard the album and I was like, that, that that's it. I will never in a million years like another song more than this one just that's it wow. hands down like putting my foot down it is a fucking great song man yeah it deserves to be someone's favorite all time Soundgarden song yeah oh yeah Brett what was uh, so you had Beyond the Wheel right mm-hmm. and then yep, what was Beyond uh, the Wheel your other one man and uh, Nazi Driver is my Ooh, second nug that's a goodie Ooh, yep 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 I like that it's, one uh, Andreas can attest the drums just sound super fun to play. Dude, the uh, riff is fucking I like awesome. The, the riff and it's just super, super hard all throughout the song. It's like energy is up the entire time. Yeah, it has the same uh, energy it's about as like, like uh, Beyond the Wheel, but in a different way. Yeah, the same driving like energy, the, but in a different way. The coked up version of Beyond <laughs> <Right>. the Wheel. <laughs> I, I particularly like the uh, the subject matter of the lyrics for that one. Yeah, and it's all it's also about like killing Nazis and making them into into a into a stew stew or something. Which who doesn't love? Come on, let's let's be real here. What who could be like that? what could be more metal uh, than fucking chopping up Nazis and eating them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Nazis, and I'll oh, I'll I'll, can, I'll fucking become a cannibal if if to just to eat all the Nazis. Dude, yeah. Agreed, one hundred percent. I'll take whatever fucking zombie virus I I contract from it. <laughs> yeah, Nazi driver. Uh, um, I love that 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 theme. The subject matter is mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah, and so yeah, just the the drums, the energy, the the momentum throughout the entire song. Uh, it's it's my second R nug. It sounds really fun to play on drums. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And the and on sure. guitar, I want to play that. Like, I want to cover that. We should have covered this. It would have been a great like, song. Like back in the day. Yeah, in any era of Mortalis, we should have covered this song. I never, I would never even thought about it. But yeah, that would have been a fucking killer song, man. God. And I don't want to like. Uh, so what's yours? I don't want to, huh? you know, say anything about the drummer of Soundgarden, but I, I know for sure both of y'all could have played this drum part. Oh, I'm sure oh. Brett Brett could pull it off, but like, for sure, did I? Sure. I'm I'm one hundred percent intimidated by anything trying to play anything. Matt Cameron, no, 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 I I can't. I like I like shut down. I'm I'm not like joking around. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Ask Michael. I spent probably I don't know a few weeks trying to learn Jesus Christ posts on drums, Ooh. and like I and I feel like I got it down, and then like I saw like a breakdown of it, and I was like, I'm an idiot. I'm not even close. Like I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm never playing drums again. Ugh. That sucks. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was just I, I just I don't know. I I get, I get my head so too, like man. I get intimidated. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, all right. So Nazi Driver was I have it was hard for me to pick a ch- second choice nug like it was for you, Andy. Like, mm-hmm. um, because Beyond the Wheel was just such an obvious fucking. You gotta go with it. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta go with it. And then I really like Circle of Power. Yeah. Uh, Even with those vocals, huh? Dude, I hated the vocals the first time, and the more and more I listen to it, they're so perfect for the song. Yes, exactly. Like they're it's not. What they're it bad. Needs. <laughs> they're bad. I know, but but it's intentional, <laughs> it's right? A, I think it is. Like that's what I mean. Like the sense of humor that they had on this record. Like I'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. intentional. Like he was trying to be obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it also uh, reminded me of the Stooges, and I couldn't. I couldn't qualify yeah. that until I read that written down. Like I saw it written down right. and I was like, that's what it is. The Stooges is what it reminds me of. And uh and I do like it. It's unexpected. Like it's like it's a hardcore punk song on a fucking, you know, grunge metal record. So it's it's mm-hmm. a little unexpected. I love the time signature. It's fucking weird. And it's very weird. The riff that like whatever the fuck they're doing there is like so fun. Um, and his vocals are awful, but they work perfectly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they they do the job. They, they do, do the, the job. job. There's there are very few songs that can pull that off where their vocals are intentionally bad, and you're like, God damn it, I like it. Yeah, it's just it, it's you. what it's what the track needs, man. I feel like they they figured that out when they were like cutting the song too, because. Uh, I'm trying to picture like Cornell trying to do it, and they were like, "Nah, man, you need to like do do worse." Like, don't don't sing so damn good. Like, just do work. And then, and then the bass player came in and was like, oh, "I'll do it. Fuck it." And yeah, there you go. Yeah, it uh, it was between Circle of Power, Nazi Driver was another one. Yeah, that I just so good. And honestly, like the cover, Smokestack Lightning, I really oh, like. Mm. Loved it. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's Cornell's voice works perfectly on it. It is like the definition of what a million stoner rock bands are playing right now. It is really. It is the, it's the 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 template of what ev- so many stoner rock bands are playing this, and they're just playing like the distorted style blues. That the songs in it's just distorted blues is what so many bands are are playing right now. Ah, that's okay. in Austin at least. It, yeah, in Austin at least, like the slow riffage, you know, of just slow blues riffs is is what stoner rock is defined as now, almost. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. That's true. You know, you listen to like Uncle Acid and stuff like that. I mean, that's all just old blues. And and I love the little story behind this song too. Is that apparently this is a song that was like covered a lot by the time Soundgarden had covered it. Well, like every rock band wanted to play Howlin' Wolf, you know. So <laughs> apparently there's a tons of covers out there already at this time, which was 1988 when this album came out. So Yamamoto like begged Cornell to not put it on the record. Because he was, Jeez. he's like, let's just play it live because like this has been done so many times. Everyone's gonna be like, great, another cover of Smokestack Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> and Cornell, like in an interview, said like, yeah, I had no idea at the time that it had that it had been covered so many times. And Yamamoto, like, like the the quote is like, he goes like, I did, and I begged you not to put it on the record. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, so it's kind of that's wild, and it's but it's such a great cover of it you know like i don't blame Cornell yeah. for wanting to put it on there no no it's it's i agree um 
I think it's one of those situations where like I love when bands do a cover of something that's unexpected. Yeah. So like you see this and you're like, oh, what are you doing? You have no right covering this old black blues guy song. Like, what are you doing? And then you hear it and you're like, okay, so this is obviously in your style. Y'all stayed in your lane, but you made it your own, right? Which is the whole point of doing a cover. Don't just do a cover just because you can play the song. I make right. it make it your own. I totally agree, man. Like I don't like uh text like a cover of just the same song like i love when a cover Mm -hmm. makes it your own yeah and i love covers same yeah yeah i like the idea of the concept of just doing a cover song and like putting it in your style and and but also obviously making it sound good so chris cornell's cover of billy jean dog get out of here amazing oh my god oh but I would say, like, if I had to narrow it down, like, after listening to this and talking through this album with you guys and everything, like, I, mm-hmm. I think Circle of Power is my other choice, Nug. That's going to be your one? Yeah. yeah. I, I personally tended to enjoy the more punky stuff on this record, so I, I totally get it. Yeah, Nazi Driver, right? It's, like, punky. I mean, yeah, Head Injury, Nazi head Driver. Injury, yeah. Circle of Power. I, the, the vocals did kind of get to me, though, on that song. On Circle of Power? <laughs> like, especially near the end. I don't blame yeah. you. Yamamoto <laughs> also sings on 665 and 667. Yeah, that's him doing the whatever you call that. If you call it singing, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I, I do like that in 665, at least, that they uh, they reverse the vocals to like make fun of that trope of like playing a record backwards uh, and be like a yeah. message from the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I'll but say, you, you can skip those. Yeah. <laughs> Cornell wrote uh, some of the songs that we like the most on the record. Like he has credit for the music. Uh, he wrote "Beyond the oh, Wheel." Yeah. yeah, it's as far as I've seen, that's usually the case throughout Soundgarden's history. Really? <laughs> like all the hits on Super Unknown were all like written by Cornell. That's he was uh, the one, man. He was the guy. Yeah, he he was the one. Yeah, he was the man. God damn it! I didn't realize it till just now that we have to put. We could put another fucking suicide notice on this record. You know, trigger warning. Like yeah. Cornell committed suicide a few years ago, which Dude. which has been kind of debated, you know, and I don't want to get into it, but like... Uh, we, we could do an entire episode on, like, the whole thing, because it was Chester Bennington, like, three days what before him or something, a week was before him. Yeah, it was, like, right before he did. Wow. Or the other way around, I can't remember, but one of them spoke at the uh, did a eulogy i think for the other um and i'm pretty sure they were both involved in the same like uh anti like human trafficking organizations and uh, again we could we could get into this there's a lot of conspiracies out there yeah i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and unpack this with y'all because i'm sure nobody wants to hear that but (laughs) uh no but it's definitely like sad to have lost him Mm -hmm. um just like you know so sad to have lost chester and anyone else that we lose to suicide so we'll just put another uh you know message on this episode that if you have any uh if you're having anything that you're dealing with if you're having any suicidal thoughts or just need someone to talk to like the suicide hotline Mm -hmm. is might not be the best source but it's at least somewhere to start um like please reach out to someone reach out to your friends and family like you know i personally have lost someone to a really close friend to suicide and uh you know that was kind of right at the beginning of Mortalis. I had just lost a friend to suicide. So that was the timing of it, you know? So it's it's not... it's If we can avoid another one ever again, like, 
I want to share this phone number with you to the suicide hotline. It's 1-800-273-8255. Um, reach out to someone. Like someone is there to listen and help. And if you if you have the means, go ahead and get a therapist, get a therapist or a psychiatrist, yeah. uh, psychologist. Yeah. You know, like if you don't want to do if you don't want to take any sort of drugs, like see a psychologist. Um, there's a lot of like free opportunities I think out there also like uh, to you know sometimes employers offer um, free services where you don't have to pay out of pocket and all that stuff. So right, yeah, yeah. I hear they have like. Um like apps now that are basically just uh, suited for finding you a therapist and getting you connected to them like via video chat or something so yeah but, you know, they're, they're making they're making strides they're making improvements in the whole thing because it, it used to be really tough to find one yeah to find a therapist the, the access to mental health care is definitely like it's getting a lot bigger there's a lot more access yeah. to it now there's like you mentioned like apps and stuff that do like teletherapy and mm-hmm. all that and and uh you know, Christina's on the telehealth bandwagon right now, like starting her own private practice. And yeah, so there's, there's definitely ways to get to, in touch with someone and, and reach out to someone. So yeah, there are um, options. There are options. Please do it. Um, and now with that out of the way, we get to give our rating on this record. Ah, what would you rate this, Andy? Like one out of ten, or zero well, through ten, and decimals are what allowed. Kind of, what kind of silly ass like rating system do y'all go off of? I have no idea what you are doing. Let me guess. You talked to Michael. Or, I haven't talked okay. to him, but yes, I've heard a couple episodes with him in it, and he specifically makes fun of y'all for it. So it's zero. It's just zero to ten. Just zero to ten. I, I don't see what's so complicated and controversial. Yeah, about Michael. I thought it was uh, zero to seven nugs. <laughs> well, no, no. You can include nugs, but only in the decimal. Yeah, I try and smoke okay. zero to seven nugs during an episode. That's what you're thinking. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm thinking. That's what that's 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 thinking. Yeah, that's okay, uh, Michael bad. has an issue even with the fact that it's a zero to ten and not zero to five. Alone, like he already has issues with that, and then he takes even more umbrage with the fact that we do decimal points. Yeah. And then when we do like 5.8 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, listen, I'm not going to jump on his train, but I get where he's coming from. Um, but I, to, to bring it up in the podcast and like uh, it's, say that you have that much of an issue with it, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. He's lucky we brought him back. <laughs> oh. He's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see about, we'll see if he gets a third chance. Yeah. I don't, I don't we'll know see. if he'll get the hat trick. If the he more, keeps the more shitty he's talking, talking that kind of mess. Uh oh. All right. Well, um, but Olympic rules fine. apply. A grade list. We're going out of ten. Dec- yeah, decimal points zero through ten. Uh, I well, I I gave it my own rating here, but if I were to translate that into your weird out of ten thing, decimal. Well, <laughs> well, what was your rating? It was a it was a solid nine out of ten, but I, I would go nine point nine point two. 9.2. Okay. 9.2. All right. See, that's yeah. that's why we have the decimals. We need to get those specific clarification for, yeah. uh, for our stats, for our And that, and that yeah. leads to my question. Why not a 9.4 or 9.5 or 9.0? Why was it above a 9 if you're adding decimals? Well, I, I, honestly, man, I sat down and I thought about, like, you're really going to give this a 9? Like, it's a, it's a 10. You know it's a 10. But then you, you want to be as critical as possible for all the stuff that you listen to. It's even stuff like this that I have a personal connection to, but at the same time, it's not a perfect album. Nothing, there's nothing perfect out there, right? right. Nothing can be perfect. Right. Uh, I there there were flaws. There were things that I would have preferred to be different. What those things are, I'm not sure exactly. How would they have changed? I don't know. 
but I know that it could have probably been better somehow, so leave room for improvement. So nine. nine well, 9.2, 9. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, your personal connection with the record is like so huge. The nostalgia that you have towards it is just like, that alone is going to make it a high rating. Like, Brett, what did you rate yeah. Meteora? Oh, uh, gosh. Like a 9.8? It was like a 9.8 or something. Damn, really? Yeah. I Well, yeah, I also had a very, like, early connection in my life to that album and, like, my dad, and uh, I just really love that album and hey, that band a that's lot. That's a good good album, yeah. though. But I'm not, I'm not going to front. That's a good it's album. It's a fucking but, great album. Yeah. And that we had to kind of, like, you know, me and Brett during that episode, we kind of had to, like, come to terms with that we don't rate like we don't rate like how Anthony Fantano rates uh, his albums, where he just yeah. rates it off of like actual like music ability, production, et cetera, et cetera. Like we are rating it off of like how much did I enjoy it? Yeah, so, which is uh, I, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't, you know, obviously I don't think there's a perfect album, but I think there could be albums that you think are perfect. That's True. why I believe wholeheartedly in a ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. I have a couple albums that I'd give a ten out of ten for sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't give the Resignation by Arch Bandits a ten out of ten. I'm pretty sure I didn't, but it must have been like a nine point nine no. or something. Because, but I do agree. Like, if there's a record that you find no fault with, that you enjoy every single thing about it, then it's a ten, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, by your standards, I mean that would make sense. It should be a ten. Yeah. You're right. Like, what would you give a 10, Brett, like, off the top of your head? Uh, DeLoust in the Comatorium is a 10 to uh, me. Mars, Mars Volta? Mars Volta. Okay. Uh, almost Francis the Mute, if the interludes weren't so fucking you long. You gotta smoke more weed. I guess yeah. so. Those interludes <laughs> are no, see, amazing. He's got a point. Well, he's got a point. They, they drag, and he's got an issue with it. Drag this. Yeah. But it's like a, it's like a 9.8. <laughs> <laughs> or 9.9. It's like a nine. All right, so Brett, what would you rate this record? Uh, I'm gonna rate this one. It's gonna be a lot lower than Andres. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, having you know, super unknown, and uh, bad motor finger. I mm-hmm. think is what that uh, album is called right before that. Yeah. Uh, that those are those are that's the Soundgarden that I know. Uh, and this one, I don't think there were any bad songs, but. There were songs that kind of were dragged out for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I did prefer the fast ones over the slow ones just because my my signature caveman brain. Uh, I think I don't know why they had six six five and six six seven, Ugh, but like yeah. I'm also not gonna nitpick about stuff like that. I will. Yeah. No, same. I, uh, I will too. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I will. Uh, but I think I'm gonna give it a solid six. All right. Uh, just but I did enjoy it. I'll I'll definitely go back to a couple of these songs, but mm-hmm. I think if I'm ever in the mood for Soundgarden, I'll I'll probably put something else on. Yeah, yeah. I would say there's better Soundgarden songs. Yeah, there's definitely right. more refined, more polished stuff that they have for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'm right around that same that same number, like around because the songs that I like, I like a lot, and but there are like probably three or four songs on here that I genuinely don't really like that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, discount, like, let's just take out 665 and 667 and sure. the other bullshit yeah. one minute. Yeah, like one, one minute. minute. Yeah, I'll take yeah. that out. Like, I don't really like um, He Didn't. I don't, yeah, you I don't that. really like Head Injury that much. 
Oh, Bo. <laughs> and I don't really, <laughs> and I don't really like incessant mace that much either. Dang, so a, a pretty a pretty rough finish of the album. For yeah, you. Uh, yeah. Like it, head injury is not. Um, it, it's fine. I, it, it's short, so I like that part. Um, yeah. But incessant mace is like this. It's like a six minute. Like it sounds like Dio or you know some other kind of like goofy European Gothic type lyrics you know he's talking about silverware and plateware yeah and stuff i just i'm not into it but i love like i really like flower all your lies beyond the wheel circle of power smokestack nazi driver there's some fucking solid solid rock songs on here um yep. so i would give it like a 6.66 there it is there i knew it i knew it was okay. coming a 6.65 yeah no, I had yeah. To, i'm going all out 6.66 Straight wow. to I am just mocking God. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. This is a uh, I Andy. I didn't even know this album existed until you brought it up for the show. I, really? I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way. All right. Well, now you guys know, and uh, you know that that there exists a song on this album that will literally blow speakers out. Dude, Beyond the uh, Wheel is just because he just could be timeless. He goes. Ham. Timeless. He goes ham. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, it was awesome having you on, man. Oh, dude, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for having me. Uh, I, I really, really hope to do it again. Um, I hope so, too. Yeah, it was it was a blast. It was awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, as we as we do with every guest, uh, you're going to be the one editing this episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and give you the login. Just make sure you upload it on time. Uh, you will not be paid. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, that sounds about right. And actually, can you Venmo me like 20 bucks for being on the show? Only twenty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a friend rate. Well, it's it's like taxes. It's like a whole tax. Yeah. Thing. Oh, okay. Trying to bypass the taxes yeah. in California, man. It's. Oh, yeah, I forget. You, you get it. Yeah. I forget we're we're spanning across the entire country right now. Yeah, we're on all yeah. three coasts right now. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think people yeah. are fully aware of that. Holy shit! That's right. I'm West Coast. You're East Coast, Andy, and and Brett's in the third coast, the Gulf Coast. Yeah, third coast. There <laughs> third it is. Coast. <laughs> Third Coast. Dang. Third Coast Coffee, represent. <laughs> yeah, just so people know, too, this was um, kind of a pain to uh, maneuver because we're all in wacky time zones. Yeah. So It actually yeah. wasn't yep. that hard, though, to be honest. No, I know. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> it was... We just need people to understand the difficulties we could yeah. have gone through. We, right. we put in effort to get together and record yeah. this for you motherfuckers. So listen yeah. to it. Yeah. You know? So go to our Instagram at EBP cast, you know, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment, subscribe, hit the bell, follow Brett at Brett Hanrahan, uh, with like 38 U's, 38 uh, follow yeah, right. me <laughs> at Jean-Luc Guitard spelled exactly how it is said. Uh, Andy, do you want to, do you have anything that you would want to promote? Uh, no, I have literally nothing going on. All right, then. Um, Fantastic. Oh, uh, well, that's not true. I uh, emailed a, uh, through Craigslist, a band last night. Or not a band, but a couple of dudes. Nice. Yeah, I, I have not hey. played music with people since Austin. You've been trying to play Which funk, was, right? I, I, dude, at this point, anything. Okay. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Anything. It's just, it was You want to go ahead and, like... You want to shout them out? Try to get some brownie points. Get yeah, yeah. This episode. Dude, I don't, even, I don't even know. Do? They, I don't even remember. They don't even have a band name. They were just two guys yeah, okay. that were like, you "We're into Sabbath, you know. We want someone to kind of Bill Ward style music, drummer or whatever." And I was like, I, I was also 
shit face last night. So was I. <laughs> when I got home. <laughs> we had just come back from seeing a band, and uh, I was in that mood to, like, play live music. So I, yeah. I got on Craigslist, jumped on there. Man. And I, I shot him an email, and um, yeah. I must have asked for material or something. I don't even know what I said, because they sent me videos. Okay. And I, I have yet to look at them, so I'll, I'll check them out, and I'll see. Okay. Well... You know, you know, be careful about that because, uh, you know, coronavirus cases are going up again, True. you know, all throughout the nation. Oh, my so Lord. I know. Stay vigilant. Stay vigilant. I know. That's why, that's one of the reasons why I didn't even bother to, like, look for people to play with because that, that happened. I was like, yeah. well, am I going right. to join a group just to not do anything? Like, well, dude, you're, yeah. you know, you're talented enough to, to at least do some drums on your own. Like, maybe fucking post some videos, you know, like you can, you yeah. can do something. Brett? Oh, I figured I would just send him my video of playing like a like a moron at Empire from Mortalis. Yeah, I'm sure that's good. No, enough, I mean like know? if you want to do like your own thing, <laughs> is what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like Brett is Brett is an all around like musician. Like he, the the stuff that he does on his own, like he plays all the instruments. I can't do that. So yeah, same. I can't. I can't. I'm not the well rounded type. Like the the well versed type like that. Yeah, I'm not a, I, I'm not I a things in time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even well. a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> I hit things in time sometimes. Yeah, my best skill is that I have rhythm. That's that's about it. There you go. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I at least have the I can do like acoustic singer songwriter stuff on my own. So that's that's probably something I'm gonna try and do. Um, so follow all of our Instagrams to find that out. Andy, what is? Do you want to promote the coffee that you make that you that you roast? Oh, Fazenda. I work for yeah, Fazenda Coffee Roasters. Um, yeah, I mean check them out, Fazenda. If you're in the East Coast, uh, we're pretty good. I think you know we have a pretty cool roaster. Pretty hey, cool uh, machine. You gotta send me some of that coffee, um, man. I gotta. Did you, did you? I did already. Yeah, you gotta send me more of that coffee, man. I, <laughs> you went through I'm it already. Out of coffee, bitch! I go through a pound a week. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I use them. I I go through about a pound a week, but it's because that arrow he smokes. Aeropress uses a ton of fucking coffee for one cup, man. Thirty-five uh, grams of coffee he, for one cup of coffee. Yeah, it's a lot, but yeah. the, it's the best. So uh, yeah, yeah, I go through about a pound. <laughs> All right. Well, um, sure. Yeah. I mean, well, you're you're also out in California now. I think when I sent you stuff, you were still in Austin. I was. Yeah. Yeah. I sent it to your old place. Um, just you know, when we're done here, we'll we'll get information exchange right, and right. get your new address. I'll send you some stuff. That's what I just like. Don't tell the guys because they're gonna want shit too. Uh, I won't. And I don't want to send them anything. Also, I'm not. I'm <laughs> planning on paying you for it too. So don't. I'm not asking for free coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Right, it's well. part of the uh, it's part of the editor. So yeah, send me coffee because I I think I have to edit this goddamn episode actually. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna need it. <laughs> but Andy, yeah. thanks yeah, again, yeah. man. Thank you for dude, joining. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. It was a blast. Anytime you want to do this again, course, dude. Man. Any album you want to talk about, we are in. Just let us know. Oh, maybe I'm we'll down. get that AFI album. Ooh, on here. I would love Ooh, that. that's that hidden gem. I got a lot of notes about that one. Man, I go I go uh. deep on AFI, man. <laughs> Yeah, I go I go deep on Davey Havoc. I mean, I, I would. Uh, yeah, I know me he's, too. He's a beautiful man. God damn it, he is. God. And he's on like uh. vegan cat magazine covers now and shit. He's just he's living a different life. Have now. you seen him? He's like fully covered in tattoos, like yeah. black tattoos, like not like like designs. Like he's like just gone black body. Oh, full black. Like, that's just, a thing. Uh, yeah, that's hardcore man. Oh jeez, that's hardcore. That's a lot. Yeah, it was probably to cover up old tattoos. I feel like that's why people do that. I have no idea. It was intense, man. When I saw a picture of it, I was like, dude, you, you went too far. Well, I would love to talk Davey Havoc. I love that guy. I love AFI. So if you want to do that on another episode, yeah, man. We'll save it. Uh, we'll save it for next time, Heck then. Yeah. Um, well, buddies, thanks for listening. Um, let us know what you think of this record. 
And uh, Brett, what would you uh, what would you rate this this episode? You know, I'm gonna rate this one a nine point two, man. All right. Nine point two six six seven. I was I was gonna rate it the same, nine point two. I don't know how we keep doing that. We keep having the same rating for the yeah. Um, Andy, thanks again for joining, man. Can't can't say enough. Uh, dude, thank thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. All right, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Uh, All right, and Brett, this was good. Lucas, this was good. Bye, buddies. Bye. And three, and a two, and a one.